The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. It's an online university and also a one-on-one and group coaching business that's there to help enlighten, to raise the consciousness, and help the individual truly thrive in every area of their life. We have a new online class that is now available called Life Mastery. And what this five-week course is all about is teaching you the rules of life, uh, how to create life mastery in your life, how to become the master of your life to thrive and create all that you desire. In this five-week course, we dive deep into spiritual laws, universal laws, quantum physics, neurology, functional neurology, to back up all the concepts that we bring to the table to give you a platform to utilize and to really help grow and expand. Right now, we have a ton of amazing bonuses that are going on while you sign up for the class, and we even offer a two-week money-back guarantee if you don't like the program. To check out more about it, go to www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on as I got the chance to interview what we say in Italian, a paisan or paisano. And a paisan is someone who they call, what the true literal translation means countryman. Uh, from the country, from the homeland. Um, what we kind of look at it as is someone who's a friend who is Italian, and it's one of the phrases that we kind of use. Um, this was a fun interview with Joe. We really got into the meaning of what does it mean to be a successful male and really breaking down the paradigms of maleness, uh, maleness, if that's even a word, um, but diving deep into breaking down what success means to an individual. And we talk about our past and our history and guide into a wonderful conversation. I really had a blast being on this episode with Joe. And just to give you a little background of who Joe is, um, Joseph, Joe or Joseph is a new field certified coach trained in ontology, somatic disposition, emotional intelligence, and specializes in personal development and leadership. Joe first discovered his passion for people development while leading teams and operations in the hospitality industry. Being a product of personal transformation himself, he wanted to provide support for others to discover their full potential and gifts. At the successful male, Joe is leading the way towards developing a global community of men into a better versions of themselves, more purposeful, more confident, more motivated, high character leaders who impact their families, communities, and nations. This is a good one, guys, especially for a male, but you don't have to be a male to listen to this. Um, you can tune in. There's a lot of good life nuggets that we share in here that can really help with transformation in your life, raising your consciousness, your vibe, and living more of freedom of what it is that you want to do to the world. So check it out. Let us know what you think. But with no further ado, here is Joe DiDroma. Well, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Vic, man. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's my pleasure. I I, uh, I love what you're up to. I love what you're doing. I love the whole successful male and all that stuff. And I'm excited to share this stuff with the listeners to help um, men in general and others to just you know thrive and be able to have success in their life and so much more. So thank you for taking the time. Hey, my pleasure, man. So before we begin, I always like to get a, to share your backstory, hear your story, f- you from you. For the listeners, and that is, you know, I talk about the pinball effect in life, or is life a narrow, straight road you just choose, and that's the end of it. Um, how did you get passionate about doing what you're doing? What made you come to this point in your life about what you're up to now? Yeah, and you know, I I love that we were kind of chatting about that before, and and it's one of those things where I think you and I both align on the fact that 
you know, like you said, it's, it's not some straight path. Um, for me, I've, I've been working in restaurants now for about 16, 17 years. <clears throat> and, you know, as I'm sure you can imagine, um, you know, restaurants, uh, certainly provide a, a cauldron of working with people. And, you know, it's one of those things where over time, um, being placed in leadership positions, leading teams, running, you know, seven figure businesses and having a million different things going on uh, all the time. Um, one of the things that surfaced for me during that experience was, you know, people development. <clears throat> Being a person that's a, a product of personal transformation myself, um, it's it you you find yourself in in positions of leadership to where you have the ability to impact other people's lives on a much deeper level than what you think of just professionally, um, you know. And so I started working with people one on one. And sitting down with them, you know, talking about their strengths and weaknesses, talking about their goals and helping them set goals and and developing them right as their leader. And what what I started to see was, is that I just I call it the juice, man. Um, Nothing has ever provided me um, a better elixir for life then awakening people to the possibilities of their true potential and achieving that. Um, and by doing, and then that coupled with the fact that I'm good at it. Right. So like, I, I think a lot of times uh, people don't take that into consideration that, you know, when you get into your zone of genius, it should feel natural and it should almost be easy. Um, so that discovery has been huge. And, you know, specifically my why, I, I know that my purpose here um, is clearly defined as, you know, growing and developing in the likeness of my creator and being of service to my fellow man. And I believe that my then taking that purpose with application is then, you know, helping people discover themselves, right? Because it's buried under everything else that they're not, right? What society says I should be, what my parents said I should be. Um, what my third grade guidance counselor said I should be. And, um, you know, that's, a, I think, a very important work. And it just lights me up, man. I love that. How much is it where I'm all about like the programming of the mind. I, I'm big into the mind aspect. Where does it all begin? How do we come into these, be as this pure being, clean slate? And then I always say the slate gets dirtied and muddied and all these things, not because of us, but some, not saying we're a victim of it, but, um, but it's just how life is. We, we, we take on things as a child because we're trying to learn the world. And uh, how much does a limiting belief system play a huge role in all this? Um, I mean, that's everything, right? Because if we understand the, how the mind works, you know, paradigms create um, beliefs. Beliefs create thoughts. Um, thoughts affect emotions. Emotions affect behaviors, behaviors affect action, and actions affect results. Um, So the big thing is, is a lot of people think that just by consistently changing their actions that they may get different results. And in the short term, they may. But what you really have to do is go back, like you said, to the subconscious uh, imprint that happened before the age of seven for most of us. And play that tape out and by the time you reach 35 you pretty much have everything all your neural pathways are fully ingrained right and there's a and there's so many times that we're doing things unconsciously and we don't even realize it like all the times I have my clients you know I'll just ask them a question like you know well when how do you hold your fork and it's like you don't think about how you hold your fork you just pick up a fork because you've done it thousands of times that it's fully ingrained in your mind on how to do it. that you don't have to think about it. It's like breathing. So that lead, that is a very clear indicator. What other things am I doing in my life that I'm just subconsciously doing that I don't even know I'm doing like breathing, 
like how I react to certain situations, right? How many of us heard, man, you act just like your father. Okay. Well, I wonder why that is. You act just like your mother or blah, 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 right? How, the, the only way to discover that is <laughs> to be uh, gain some level of awareness, work with coach to pull you out of that blindness, or pain is a really great motivator, man. It just is. And once you get to a point where, you know, the way that you're, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that you're behaving and the results that you're getting are no longer serving you, then it's time to change. And the only thing that we can change is ourselves. So belief systems, belief systems are everything because everything stems from that. I love that. And I love how you bring that up because so many times when I was getting into the entrepreneurial world, starting my journey, and it was always about like, what's the next thing to do? What's the next program? What's the, this app, this, that platform system. And um, it was interesting because I'd be like, oh, this is what helped me get successful. This is how you do it. Follow these steps and here you go. And it was always the end point that they were focusing on. And I would hit walls, just massive walls. I would do what they do and it wouldn't work out. And I was like, man, why is this not happening? This person is successful. This person's successful. I'm following it to the T and it's not happening. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to look a little deeper. I got to start seeing where, why is this happening? And, and what is, am I doing something wrong? And then through my other studies, I started to realize that there's higher levels I had to go to, to break those barriers, the subconscious ones um, to do that. How does someone start that journey? I know you mentioned a coach. Is there other things um, that you, people can do to help themselves break out of that? How they, I mean, I know awareness is everything. You mentioned the coach. Is there any other things that someone can do to become aware of these, these patterns, these, these limited belief patterns, these, in those types of things. Yeah. You know, that's a very tough, that's a very tough thing. Right. So <clears throat> I think it's important for people to understand the distinction between ignorance and blindness, right? Ignorance is, I know, I don't know. Blindness is, I don't know that I don't know, you know? So again, like, if you're if you're not working with someone, you're not working with a coach, um, you're not working with a mentor, like you may not be able to ever see it because you're blind to it. I mean, that's that's the number one reason why the most successful CEOs on the planet have paid, you know, one hundred thousand dollars a year for a coach. It's because they know they're they're humble enough to understand that they're blind to stuff. And that they have to have someone hold a space for them to go internally to be able to see different things. Um, I would say in the interim, you know, it's one of those things that like, like you said, awareness, start getting uncomfortable, start doing things differently. Right. There's all sorts of little things that we can do on our own to, to start you know, letting our brain know that we're going to take over the program, right? Like, you know, little things just like, hey, put your shoes on differently every day, park in a different sit at health. You know, I just posted about this, you know, earlier this week, sit with yourself for 10 minutes, quiet, no phone, music, no engagement, no TV, <clears throat> just you and see what surfaces in your mind. See how comfortable you are just sitting with yourself. And if you're not, then maybe you should question why that is. And then start, then start seeking, right? Start, start asking questions. Imagine if we were graded on our questions and not the answers to the questions, right? So a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of this is unlearning and then reframing the beliefs, right? So again, all you have to do is look at the results in your life. If you're not at where you want to be at, like maybe you should start questioning you. And like you said, not being a victim is the number one thing. Because until I take direct and indirect responsibility for my life and my results, then nothing is ever going to change. I couldn't agree with you more there. And I think that's, that's, that's huge. And, and would you say something, basically self-responsibility is another factor that plays a huge role in this? Oh, I mean, that's everything. That's everything, right? Because it, well, here's the thing, right? Like is, does, does the world or, you know, even ourselves, we've experienced some sort of tragedy, you know, um, man, I remember my first day of high school, my grandfather died and he was, 
the most incredible man, spiritual, um, you know, and, and just, he was 70. He was 70. And he, you know, he helped build out the Florida Sheriff's Youth Ranch down here um, in Tampa and worked at Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska, gave his life, you know, to, to giving back. And he was, his life was taken from pancreatic cancer. And that messed me up for a long time, man, when I was a kid. I mean, I was a troubled youth anyways, but, you know, I didn't understand that that's just the chance happenings of life and tragedy happens every day. And, and I'm not saying that, that that is something that we need to say is our fault, right? Those are things that just happen. Now, everything else, right, we have to take ownership of that. And until we do, uh, we'll never be able to generate the results, the level of achievement, accomplishment, um, and we'll never be able to gain the internal alignment necessary to develop unshakable confidence for us to be comfortable in our own skin. You know, um, it, for me, and I, and I don't say this on some like, you know, uh, some like mountaintop above everybody, I say this from personal experience that. Um, you know, I always joke with people that I'm no longer fluent in victimese, you know, <laughs> everything was always everyone else's fault, you know, and I was always going to do this and I was going to do that. And, you know, the police just got me wrong. And, you know, this girl, you know, shouldn't have done that. And it's like, you know what, the common denominator, when I look back in, in my past life, I was the one that was always there. And I was responsible for my results. And, and the, the instant that I, that I shift that belief that, you know what, I have to start taking ownership and I have to dig myself out of this and like stuff started to change, you know, and you change your vibrations and then begin to start attracting goodness in your life, you know? I love that. Yeah, that, that's the same story. I mean, you and I have very similar stories. I was the victim person blaming everybody. I'm not here because of this or um, my parents didn't have money. So uh, this is why that person is more successful than I am and all these different things. And then, you know, there comes that point in life that you just got to be real with yourself and say, okay, well, I can continue going on this path or um, which is just going to continue the same results that I've been seeing, or I can take ownership and just suck it up and be like, you know what, this is all me at the end of the day. And here we go. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on, man. And uh, it's, uh, it's amazing when you do that. Life does change. I'll tell you that. I know you know this already. Um, when it comes to, is there like a blueprint? I know you have something called the successful blueprint. I want to make sure we dive deep into this. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. So, but um can you talk a little bit about what is the success success blueprint? Yeah. So one of the big things that we, we talk about um, at the successful mail and at the very core of our program is um, our e-course, the success blueprint, because you have, you have to think about it in terms of, okay, if I want to construct a beautiful skyscraper and let's say that skyscraper is, is my life. And I imagine what my life will be like. I, I need a blueprint, just like an architect needs, you know, they don't just start building, you know, they don't just start, you know, putting, you know, cinder block on cinder block, uh, without having a blueprint, um, to, to erect the most beautiful skyscrapers in the world. And a lot of people forget that all of the beautiful buildings and everything that we see throughout the world at one time was, someone in someone's imagination like it was constructed from someone's mind and the same should be said for our life and so when we talk about the success blueprint it's laying down the fine foundation uh for you to live the life that you desire the one that you imagine not what i imagine for you or not you know, Dr. Vic, what you imagine for others, but what they imagine sitting down and asking yourself the questions of, hey, you know, like you like you said before, well, that person grew up with money. So that's the reason why they're successful. Well, you know what? Maybe my definition of success is not to be, you know, is not to be that right. Like, I, I think we attach ourselves to the label 
of what society has determined being successful is. But success in itself is very subjective. And until you clearly define it for what it is you want in your life, what would make you feel successful, you'll never achieve it because you'll just you'll be throwing darts in, in the in the dark. You have to set clear a clear intention, right? And so that's why our very first module is define your success. The very first question in the whole blueprint is what is your definition of success? Because until like that, you're you're just there's a lot of effort, but not a lot of progress. So again, then it goes into a lot of you know understanding your belief systems, right? Understanding the power of your mind, you know, and it's a comprehensive program. Because one of the biggest things that we've seen in the men's personal development market right now is everything is so one dimensional, right? Oh, if I just if I'm just jacked and I have these six pack abs, you know, then I'm successful or I have a lot of zeros in my bank account and I'm smoking my cigars uh, while I'm, you know, lighting Benjamins on fryer or I have this great career success and I'm the corner office and I'm, I'm the big cheese or, you know, my whole life is wrapped around just being totally involved with my family 24 seven and I have great relationships and it's like, we're here to tell you that guess what you can have all of that and if you're not going after having a holistic life that's full of success in all domains of your life and finding your optimum balance between all of those domains then you're cheating yourself out of the one shot that you have in life right because as my good friend always tells me there there is no dress rehearsal man this is it bro. you know so like why are you just focusing on one area of your life? It's, it, it, it's insanity. So that's what the success blueprint does. It lays it out for you so that you can understand, you know, for you, okay, how can I have success in my relationships? That's at home, in the workplace, right? My relationship with a higher power. Um, okay, then what does my career and business success look like? Okay, what, how can I grow and develop that? What does my finances look like? One of the number one things right now that's such a hot topic is money consciousness. And we have modules in there that are money mindset and wealth creation fundamentals. You know, our natural state is abundance. So if you're not living in that, how can you get that and start building wealth so that you can leave a legacy for you and your family, right? And then the last thing, is, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, mindset and mental health, especially right now, Dr. Vic, you know, there's a lot of suicide going on right now. And that's just a, that's a terrible thing, right? That's a, that's the permanent, a permanent solution to a temporary problem as the, as the saying goes. And again, developing the mindset for you to, you know, double your income, have, you know, magical relationships with your partner and your family and your workplace level up your success in business and begin to grow wealth. It's such an important part of life. And, and, you know, good people can do great things with money, right? So again, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing for you to go buy your dream car. I'm just saying that that dream car is not going to give you the fulfillment of living an inspired existence and impacting the world. You should be doing both, right? So kind of that's an over view um if you may and and again it's 27 modules fully comprehensive and it's producing massive results uh for people like i just one of my clients just got a promotion and, and he's at his job for two months he's been working with me for a month and a half so profound i love that i love when you you know it's so rewarding to get results like that when you work with people on that level and so much more and you you know they put the work they do it because it's always nice when they do the work what you're kind of guiding them towards and then this is what the results are isn't it yeah i mean that's the reason why i do it and it's it's one of the things too i love how you said you got to define you know success in that process i think defining things is in, in you know and one of the books I wrote, I talk a lot about how words are the fabric to reality and, and how we choose words, how we use them, how we define anything is going to become the reality of what we experience. And so if you, you know, if you don't define something, well, then you're, what you're leaving it up to is the world to go ahead and define it for you until you make that transformation. Yeah, that's, 
That's so true, man. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak from experience, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I grew up, like, for me, personally, it was one, I talk about these in my books, where I was like, you know, finances was a big thing. My parents, I would see how they look at people who had money, and, you know, and it would just, they would, how they would, how their tone and their energy, and how would they talk differently about it. And, and I was always like, okay, so then I would look and say, well, that's how it is. You, I want to be that person. Look how my parents appreciate that. I want to be that now. And then there came a point where, uh, when I started to do the work and I got there, but then I saw the rest of my life was not in, in a total balance. I was like, there's something wrong here and I need to change something up. And I started looking at what success meant. I looked at my vision in life and I started to say, there's, this has got to be something different. And that's when I started looking at and say, like you just said, what success mean to you? What does it mean overall? And it was, it was fascinating because I was programmed, not just from parents, but also, um, my, you know, going into chiropractic, I studied from the best chiropractors. I looked at what they did and how they did things. And I was like, okay, that's success. Great. Got it. I see it. Perfect. And then you get there and then it was like, no, I'm not happy. I'm still the same place. I'm still stressed. I'm still this, I'm still that. And then, it, and then it's like a whole redefining process, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, you know, um, you have to reframe them. You know, you have to, to redirect the thoughts and reframe the beliefs. Uh, because, <clears throat> again, like you said, you know, that's one of the reasons why, Dr. Vic, 35 to 44-year-old men are the second leading demographic of suicide in our country. Is because they do exactly what society has told them to do and they feel cheated. So what is that, right? Well... I got, I graduated high school. I got, a, I got into a college and maybe I took on student debt. Maybe it got paid for whatever. I got the college degree. I got the job. I got the girl. I got the house. I got the car I want. Started having some kids. Maybe even I have some toys, right? Boat or jet ski or something. And I get to the middle of my life and I look around and I'm so unfulfilled and I feel so cheated because I'm trying to juggle all of these different things in the air that if society said I had all these, then I made it and I feel, and I don't feel it. like exactly like you said, I just, I don't feel it. Right. So why is that? Why is that? Well, the number one reason is, is because you're not living your highest purpose. Like you said, you've never clearly defined what you wanted for your life, not what society wants you to do for your life, not even what your wife wants you to do, okay, for you. Now, the, the, the only way to go in is with what questions, right? What is your definition of success? What are your top five values, right? What is your level of satisfaction in all areas of your life on a scale to one to 10, what is your purpose? What is your life mission statement, right? You know, all these different things that are important questions to ask ourselves that no one else can ask, us, right? And I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times it's one of those things where, you know, that's why it's so powerful working with a mentor because it, like you said, I can see something that I wanted that I want. I can see it happening. So then, you know, I can believe it's possible now for, for me. Right. And, and I, and, and our, our, our society is, you know, our, our real, our ontology, right. Our very being is almost generated that way. Like faith is gone. I need to see someone doing it to make it possible for me. Right. And, and it's just how the mind works. So that's why that mentorship is so important, you know, but until you start asking yourself the real questions that only you can answer and answer them by yourself and really do that work, then you're never going to be feeling the, as great as you really can. And then in living and performing at a high level to achieve maximum results. Couldn't agree with you anymore. I, I always say you always have to have a coach and I learned that from studying elite athletes and, and millionaires and, and, and so forth and how they always have a coach. They always have someone helping them. So that's where that I'm a huge fan of that. 
if you don't mind me asking, I'd be curious if you don't mind sharing, what is your definition of success for you? Oh, love it. Love it. Before I say that, I want to say the one thing I always say to guys are, is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant both had who? Phil Jackson, man. Yep. And if you listen to interviews with those two guys, who do they always credit a lot of their success? Phil yeah. Jackson. You know, they, they didn't work. They were maniacal with ethic, right? But he's the one that awakened them into the belief to understand how to be a great teammate, how to work in a system, how to get in, and, and they achieved greatness as a result. So last time I checked, none of us are Michael and Kobe, so you might want to get to work with a coach. <laughs> but, but anyways, my, uh, my definition of success is uh, one that uh, comes, you know, from uh, John Maxwell uh, and comes from uh, our program, and, and I just haven't found one better. It's um, doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. I like that. Short and sweet. Yep. And it's when you get when when you can get to that level of lifestyle, that's what makes me feel successful, man. And uh, it's a great place to be. Would you say if I was going to look at that, is it more of just having it's freedom, basically? Freedom, man. No. Freedom. And I think a lot of people in some way strive for that because I know that's for me. I want to have the freedom to do whatever I want, when I want. I want to be able to just be able to go like, all right, today, I'm like today, today's a Friday for me. It is podcast day. I, why? Because I chose it to be podcast day. It's not because uh, right. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't, I like some people, you know, I'll have to like, you know, my patients will ask because I only work in my office three days a week. And sometimes they're like, what do you do on your days off? I have some people who have been with me for a while. And I'm like, well, you know, I have a coaching business. I have this, I have that, I have this. And then I go do podcasting and they're like, and I, I'll talk to them sometimes like, well, I structure my day and my week and how I want it to go. Um, I chose this. And so then they're like, interesting. And some of them, it's always funny to see some individuals I work with. They're like, they're puzzled by that in the beginning. And I'm like, well, this is what I wanted to create. Some people, you know, I, I know people who are very successful and they just want to work all the time and, you know, and other things in their life too. And I'm like, that's their definition of success. That's what they want. And that's okay. I go, but this is what I want. I want freedom to choose to do when I want, when I want and have fun. I love how you said it just so clearly and crisp and, and straight to the point. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. My, you know, one of my closest friends is just, he has a uh, flourishing business. He's in Jakarta, Indonesia. And, uh, you know, he always will text me, hey, just to let you know, I'm on the golf course again. We're very different. He, you know, he, he loves having the ability to have all that time off. And, and uh, I just always joke with him, I, I don't golf so i don't really care about it but i'm here i'm glad that you're happy man i'm at work and i'm having a great time right now so because <laughs> <laughs> i love i love to work you know I, that's you know i'm glad that you said that and you know for a long time i felt bad about that dr vic that was a belief that i had to get over is because you know people were always puzzled by why you know i i like to work so much and and you know, why it's like I'm shot out of a cannon every day when I wake up and my energy is so just full blast all the time. And there was a long, I, that was something I had to get over, right? That like, that's how I'm wired. That's my disposition. And I need to lean into that and leverage that. And that, you know, everyone else is everyone else. You know, I'm, I don't need to conform to, or, 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 you know, think that I need to, okay, well, Hey, it's just, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Well, have you ever worked in a restaurant before? Uh, <laughs> that's that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So again, it's 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 just being comfortable with yourself and what you want, man. And I and it's just the truth, you know. Did you growing up have someone who showed was it the restaurant that taught you the hard work or physical, you know, that type of stuff? I mean, was there something that because like the reason I'm asking that is because I grew up with physical labor. My dad, my dad laid carpet for a living. He had, he also worked at a warehouse and, and for a grocery store. And I grew up at six years old laying carpet with him now. And he taught me, <laughs> this wasn't sure. And my dad was the type of guy, he's Italian from Italy. So for him, it was more of just like, Hey, like dad, all right, we're gonna do this job. What time are we getting done? 
when we get done. Okay. Um, is it, you know, how many rooms? You know, and he'd just be like, we get, we get done. there's no time. There's no this, there's no that. He's like, you know, he, he didn't talk much. He would just say, we get done when we get done. And so I had to be like, ah, you know, I get frustrated with that. Um, but I appreciate it now because it taught me to, I get a project done when I get it done. It's not, you know, I'm going to do the work, do what I have to do and get it done. Um, so I had a lot of that behind physical labor and, and long days is something that I've been conditioned, which I don't mind. I've learned to break away a little bit here and there, and I need to get better with that um, to a certain degree. But long story short, did you have something like that? Or was it the restaurant industry that did it? Or what was it? Was there anything in general? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would say it's twofold for me. Um, just from the lessons both my parents taught me. Um, you know, I would say, first of all, that you know, my dad, um, he wasn't always around. Um, he was, he was involved in his own stuff. He was a, a musician for 50 years. And so, you know, our nights consisted of, you know, having dinner as a family, which was always awesome. Um, sometimes not, you know, Italian families. Um, but, uh, you know, and then he would get showered and ready and go to work because he would play music five, six nights a week. But, you know, my mom was like, hey, uh, you know, that's great and all, and, and you can continue doing that, um, but we need health insurance. So my dad would work these jobs during the day, a full 40-hour work week, and then work four to five nights a week playing music because he was doing whatever it took for him to, to you know, really chase his dream and his profession. And that taught me a very, very strong experience that, um, you know, you can be passionate about your work. And sometimes you have to do other things in order to fund your dream until the dream can fund itself. Right. And the second thing is, is the lesson that my mother taught us, and that is responsibility breeds freedom. So it's important for me to be always handling my responsibilities for myself because then it's not renting space on my head and I can live a lot more peaceful, which means I have a lot more energy, right? It really weighs us down when we know we should be doing something and we don't do it. You know, it's like, just do it, man. You know, and, and that was the thing with my mom and, and they taught me, you know, like I said, I was a troubled youth, so I, I was a mess. Um, and they were, the rule was, you know, you could either be in school, uh, college, right? Cause I was a high school dropout and um, got my GED right away. And they're like, well, you need to go to college. I said, okay. So I tried. It was terrible. I'm like, well, if you're going to live here, you're going to have to work um, and pay rent, you know? And uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. One day I, I got fired from a job. Um, I think I was 18 or 19 and I came home <clears throat> and my dad came home on his lunch break and he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I just, I just got fired from my job. And he's like, no, you didn't answer my question. What are you doing here? And I'm like, well, dad, what do you mean? Like, just got let go from my job. I'm grabbing something. He's like, yeah, there's no jobs in our house. Like, <laughs> go find a job. I'm like, dad, but I, I, I just, he's like, right. So your time's freed up. So it's time to go find a job. Do you need a ride? You know, and he, and he, and he picked me up and he, and he forced me to go to day labor, man. And then I worked day labor for a while until I found something steady. And it was like, you're not, you're not going to live here and not work. You know, you better go find place else to live. So that taught me a very hard lesson, you know, that like he, he always used to say there ain't no free lunch. So it's powerful. That's a powerful lesson there. You know, it's one of the things where, you know, there's, there's always deeper meanings in all lessons. And when you, when he was saying that, I was thinking in my head, like, it's, it's where our focus is, right? You're like, I just love my job. So I'm going home. This is what I'm going to do. And he's like, shift your focus, get out and go right. And, and, and do so very cool. Very cool stuff there. Um, when it comes to, you know, you talked about suicide and I'm seeing it through the roof, being a chiropractor, right? I, I'm always looking, I study a lot of things and look at a lot of things and we're seeing teenagers on the rise. One out of four have a suicidal oh. thought um, since lockdown started. Um, that was my biggest concern as a doctor. When I started to hear lockdowns coming, I was just like, oh, this is not going to be good for mental health. Um, 
just because of my training and understanding of the brain and what we need as humans to thrive uh, in that perspective. For, you know, when it, you, know, you mentioned something before, and I'm going to bring it back here, is that you talked about how at 35, the brain's, that's it. It wires, that's it. This is our conditioning. This is who we are. In a sense, like they say, all our experiences and everything, here it is. Now, moving forth from there, you can still make changes, but it depends on, I wouldn't say it depends because the brain is plastic. Um, how can a male in his late 30s, getting into the 40s, um, make changes in their life? Because, you know, based on, uh, and I'm not going to say this correctly, um, but the, the aspects of what happened in, to the brain at 35, it's not that we can't make changes. It's just that we've been conditioned for all these years that this is kind of like how we see life moving forward. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to hear this answer, um, but I'm sure you know, just like you said, working with neuroplasticity, um, meditation. Um, meditation done consistently over time creates new neuropathways um, and transforms your mind. Um, now, then another thing that I know just as men, that can help us get to that place um, is, you know, you, you need to get some physical activity. You need to start working out. Um, that's another thing that definitely gets a lot of those good brain chemicals going. Right. Um, I would also say, turn off the news, <laughs> you know, like, um, because like, I haven't watched it in 10 years. Um, I just don't uh, because I don't think a lot of people realize the power of the subconscious mind. Um, it's a computer that's always downloading data 24 hours a day. Um, it's working when we're not even working. And when you, you know, you protect yourself from the information that's going in, um, you know, you'll be more intentional. But the key is, is, is again, if you're in that place, right, and you're not getting the results you want, you're in enough, you're in enough pain that you're motivated to make some, make some changes, you know, uh, start asking yourself those hard questions, man. Just start asking yourself really hard questions. And, um, you know, again, meditation, I've been, I've been a practitioner of meditation now for, uh, 11 years, almost 12 now. Holy cow. And, um, it's one of the single greatest factors um, to having, uh, you know, day-to-day -day consistent serenity in my life. And I'm not saying that sometimes my life isn't a complete shit show. Um, I think that's just part of life, but I think how I react and how I feel about it is much, much stronger, uh, much more courageous. And I have much more internal peace going into situations that I don't have to go into something that's terrible and then make it worse, right? Like, that's what I tell so many of my clients. I made my life a mess for 12 years, actively made it a mess. I was the maker of my own misery, as the, as the saying goes, right? Today, life is already going to hand me some stuff that's going to be difficult, you know? Um, like in Peck's book, you know, The Road Less Travel, the very first line of the book is life is difficult. That's a fact. So I don't have to go in adding stuff to that, right? Like, I don't have to do that. Um, and so think about it this way. And I love this analogy. And you'll like this because, you know, you're a doctor. <laughs> you eat every day. You drink water every day to simply nourish your body. You have to have it. If you look at meditation in the same fashion, but in terms of nourishing your mind and spirit, you wouldn't go a day without eating. Now, if you're fasting, right? But that's purposeful. That's for developing spiritual fortitude and, and de developing mental toughness. That's different, right? But you eat and drink every day to nourish your body. You need to use meditation to nourish your mind. And I don't think people realize what it does because you, it's not something that like, oh, I meditated, so now my brain's full. It's like, no, now I meditated and my mind's empty and I can feel some, some semblance of peace. And after four or five days, you'll just be like, oh man, I feel a little bit lighter. 
oh man, someone, someone cut me off on, on the road. Oh man, they must be having a rough day rather than this guy just cut me off. He doesn't know who I am, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> and just constantly disturbing ourselves. Right. So it, it's, it's really, and I'm so glad to just to kind of go back to what you said before about the teenagers, the number one good demographics of suicide in our country is 17 to 22 year olds. Dude, that's so sad, man. That's so sad. And I, I can relate to that. I remember being 14 and 15, two times I was in mental health hospitals because I wanted to take my own life and, and I, and I had to be put in a facility and it's just a terrible place to be, you know, and what are the things that we can do to impact others so that they cannot feel so alone in that space, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. And, um, it is, it's extremely sad and heartbreaking and meditation is a very powerful tool. I, I, um, I've done programs for high schools to teach them. It was more on wellness, but in mindfulness though. And we got into meditation and I was sharing some of those truths, but meditation is powerful. Uh, I know, you know, that already you're sharing it already here. Uh, but it is huge. I mean, it's a practice I've been doing for 14, 15 years and it has drastically changed. You know, like you said, they cut me off. Son of a mother, this and that, nothing know. And then and now it's like, man, what's, man, they must have a lot of going on in their life. Look how stressed out they are. And they need to, you know, and, and if you look at things from different perspectives and it's so fascinating how that works. So well, think, think about it. Think about it this way too, Dr. Vic, you, you, you're very successful. You have a chiropractic, uh, you know, practice, you're doing coaching, you have a successful podcast and you're creating and, and living the life how you see it. I'm opening restaurants, you know, I'm, I'm leading a men's movement, have a coaching practice within that and, you know, doing whatever I can to impact the world, attentive father, loving husband, all these things. You have been practicing meditation for 14, 15 years. I'm doing it for 11 years. If someone's listening, hey guys, guess what? It may be working for us. You may want to try it. You know what I mean? Like, totally. You don't you don't do something for over a decade because it doesn't work, and that's that's the message that I just want to get through to people. All these successful people, they do. It's the law of compounding development, right? It's something we teach in uh, foundational success fundamentals. It's the law of compounding development. Small, simple, uh, you know, acts practiced daily right over time done consistently produce radical outcomes this doesn't mean you we go and meditate for three hours a day it's 10 to 20 minutes a day done over time produce radical outcomes it's the same and that that law of compounding development is true in life and money so that's a irrefutable principle right but yet my mind wants to tell me, no, that won't work for me. Or no, I don't feel like it. Okay, well, then I guess you'll be content with the results that you have in your life right now because you're unwilling to do the work and change. I love how you brought up the law of compounding development. Even from a spiritual side or an energetic side, it's all about, you know, the more you put a little energy, all you have to do is put a little energy into something all the time, put your focus towards it, and eventually it will continue to grow and evolve because something bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just... Uh, I love that. That's a, that's a great little segue here or a piece of information to share. I love that part. Yeah. Well, Dr. Vic, think about this too. I love this analogy in terms of focus. And, you know, I watched the, uh, you know, Warren Buffett doc uh, documentary and they asked him and him and um, Bill Gates, you know, what was described the one word that they would say would, you know, um, kind of showcase the reason for their success. And they were in separate interviews and answered the both the same thing, focus, right? And if you think about it, remember playing it uh, with a magnifying glass as a kid? Remember that? Yep. And, and like you would grab that piece of, you know, uh, you know, college ruled note paper and you'd hold that magnifying glass burn, and it would set the paper on fire. Remember that? And, and it's like you're refracting the sun and that's what focus is. Focus when you can just take that energy and focus it just right and get that magnification of results. It'll set your life on fire. 
just as we set that piece of paper on fire. It's the same principle and it applies the same, right? Because like we know where the attention goes, the energy flows. And it's like, if you're putting all that focus of intentional effort into it, you're just going to magnify your results in whatever area that you're going. So the real question that you have to ask yourself is, what is it that I'm seeking? Love that, brother. That's that's. Uh, I love the analogy there. Very well, very well. Emphasize focus and the power of it. Joe, this has been awesome. I, I really quick before we wind down, I want to make sure that you can share with the listeners how they can get a hold of you, what you're up to, all that you do, and so much more. Yeah, thanks a lot, Vic, and I really appreciate you having me on. This was an incredible conversation, man. And um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all Joseph Deroma. Um, you can hit up our website, thesuccessfulmail.com. We currently have uh, a masterclass out right now with myself and the founder, um, which is just, you know, incredible. Who would have ever thought a, a young Italian boy from Clearwater, Florida and an Indian Australian man would have gotten together to try and change the world, but it's happening. Um, you know, we have opportunities for people to become mentors and coach others. Um, you can, you know, harness the power of the success blueprint or e-course and get mentoring. And um, you can always hit me up, too, if you think that you're a good fit for our podcast, the Successful Mail podcast. I host that. And, uh, man, I look forward to reaching out and hearing some from some people and connecting with some people because uh, the power of collaboration is real. Joe, thank you for sharing space and sharing the wisdom for the listeners. This will be in the show notes. I'll have it all there for you for easy access. Um, Joe, it's a pleasure. It was a nice conversation, a great conversation, actually. Um, I loved it. I know this was a lot of value, and I appreciate the work you're doing, especially for males. We need it. Um, you know, you always see the female movement, and I'm starting to see now more of a male movement coming out, too. Uh, and I appreciate those who are doing that because we definitely need that. Hey, my pleasure, man. And uh, love the work that you're doing. It's inspiring. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Thank you.